0: Hello and welcome to the very important post-game show. This one is going to be hosted by just me, Ryan, and we're going to be overlooking Bayern's 2-1 victory over VfB Wolfsburg in the final game of Bayern Munich's first half of the season. Now, Bayern definitely had something to say in this game, while the loss to Frankfurt is definitely in the rearview mirror. Bayern against Stuttgart did struggle at times to create chances from situations that weren't set pieces, so there was definitely something to be said about Bayern's ability to attack and they definitely proved themselves to be able to create chances from deep today. Now let's start with the lineups. Uh, Fairfax Wolfsburg lined up in their usual 3-1-4-2, although it doesn't really res- resemble that shape, but that's what it is on paper. Uh, cohen Castiles was in goal, Cedric Seziger, Mohit Jens and Sebastian Bonau made up the back three. Aster Franks was the holding midfielder behind another midfield bank of four consisting of Riedel, Baku, Matthias Vanberg, captain Maximilian Arnold and Joachim Meiler, and the on-paper forward duo was Lovro Meyer and Jonas Wind. The Bayern Munich lineup was in its usual 4-2-3-1 formation with Manuel Neuer in goal, Conrad Leimer on the right, Tayo Min Minjay Kim and Alfonso Davies making up the rest of the defence. Alexander Pavlovich and Rafael Guerrero made up the rest of the double pivot. The creative trio was Jamal Musiala, Thomas Muller and Leo Zane, and of course, Harry Kane was up front. Now, this game was cagey during the opening minutes. Waldsburg seemed to be playing with a mid-block where the centre-backs weren't being pressed, but the central options were being closed off. Pavlovich and Guerrero were often not found by the centre-backs unless they dropped into the defensive line. This was a good game plan from Niko Kovac because the centre-backs tend not to drive forward with the ball. And when they did, the defensive structures did get disrupted because they didn't really know if they should press the centre-back or if they should hold with their man. And this caused a lot of problems for Wolfsburg. But other than that, they were very good at holding their lines and they targeted the wing-backs in the press. The second the ball came to the wing-back, because the central options were closed off, that was the logical place to go. The second Conrad Limer or Alfonso Davies got on the ball, the press was triggered by Riedel Baku and Joachim coming up aggressively and... One of the two forwards joining them in that press, this caused a lot of problems. It caused a lot of turnovers in the defensive and midfield thirds. And that was a big problem for Bayern because often they would give the ball away in these areas and they would have to recover very quickly. Thankfully, they were able to because Upamecano and Kim put in another pair of massive performances and they were massively helped by Alexander Pavlovich, who was very good at screening and holding, as well as Rafael Guerrero who would usually drop in for one of the defenders if one of the defenders decided to get forward with the ball. Now, Wolfsburg didn't really seem to understand the midfield setup too well because while they had essentially three midfielders, what happened was there would still be one man free in the middle because what would happen is Ligue was often coming into the center and sort of in the right half-space area early on in the game with Conrad Leimer going wide. And this essentially gave Bayern an extra option in the center. And Asla Franks wasn't really instructed to go out of his position and try and, you know, mark Zane. So Zane often received the ball with his back to goal and he was able to, you know, move things around. Uh, A similar thing happened when Harry Kane dropped into the middle. And this was part of Thomas Tuchel's setup, this game. It was that Thomas Muller... In the first phase of build-up, Thomas Muller would be the last man. He would be, you know, at the last line of defense. And the three other attackers, which is Kane, Musiala, and Zane, they would drop into the space between the lines or even into the midfield line. And this would cause problems because the midfield would suddenly be overloaded with Bayern having a numerical advantage. And the second the ball got forward to either a midfielder or to Thomas Muller sometimes through a long ball, at that very moment, Zane, Kane and Musiala would spring into action and they would drive forward immediately into the last line of defense. And this caused massive problems for marking because suddenly you had three players, you know, in dangerous spaces with Muller dropping between the lines, which could sometimes even drag a player out of position and that opens up space. And we saw this in the goals where in the first goal, Muller was the last man. Close to uh, a wide center back, I believe he was with Cedric Seziger. And Upamecano played a long ball to him, Muller received. And the second the long ball was played, Kane and Zane right on. They went straight ahead, they started sprinting forward. Muller saw the space, played a ball to Kane, and Kane got his shot off. A fantastic shot, by the way. An amazing shot. That was the second goal. The first goal was also similar with uh, Musiala and came pushing up, the second Muller got the ball out wide. They were kind of sitting back in the space between the lines, but the second Muller got the ball, the crossing opportunity was there. They both ran in, and of course, Musiala got his head to it to open the scoring. This sort of structure really messed with uh, Kovac's man-for-man marking because the attackers weren't occupying the same spaces consistently, so you couldn't go man-for-man. You had to go zonal and zonal marking didn't work because of the sheer amount of dynamism in the Bayern attack, you could not tell me what position any of the four players were playing because they were all over the pitch, right? Muller was in all three sides. Zane uh, explored all three sides. Kane was dropping vertically and horizontally, and Muziala especially. He was sometimes playing as a right winger, sometimes playing as a left winger. You could not mark them at all. And this was massive for Tuchel. It's a lot more fluid than he's usually been with Bayern. He tends to be he has tended to be a lot more structured in his approach to attack and a lot less um willing to go through with positional changes. But he did today and it worked beautifully. And I have to say, the man responsible for that was Thomas Müller. The way he coordinated everyone, the way he made everyone move, both Wolfsburg and Bayern players, the way he found players with his passes, the way he organized the press as the first man to try and win the ball back when Wolfsburg defenders had the ball. This was a fantastic performance from him. And you can see how important he was because after he came off in the 63rd minute, the attack just kind of became disjointed it was clear to see that there was no real game plan without Muller on the pitch. People didn't really know what to do. Counter-attacks slowed down. The build-up to the last phase wasn't really happening. Bayern having to play through it, and they couldn't really play through the mid-block because of the sheer amount of bodies that Wolfsburg had. But that's that's just how it kind of is when Muller isn't on the pitch, and we, we have to be able to adapt without it. And I think Tuchel... If he wants to keep Müller on the bench, which, I mean, why would you keep Müller on the bench when he's playing like this? But if you want to be stubborn, at least have a game plan for when he's off the pitch. But it was very good to see that Bayern weren't averse to changing shapes out of possession. Out of possession, it almost resembled a 4-4-2 with Müller and Kane as the first line of press and the wingers dropping into the midfield line. And this shape was great for us because it allowed us to take 2v1s out wide when Myla or Baku got on the ball. It allowed Musiala a lot more freedom to try and win the ball back in the middle, which we saw later on in the game when the shape changed again. But that four four two shape in the first about, I would say, 50-55 minutes, that shape worked really well at holding them, uh, holding Valdsburg back, except for that one moment at the very brink of halftime where Valdsburg got their only goal of the match. Now, this was just a case of a few things coming together for Wolfsburg. The main thing was, Conrad Limer is very weak in 1v1 situations. We've seen this time and time again. We saw it time and time again today, where Limer just could not handle Joachim Meiler in 1v1s. He was getting dribble pass multiple times. We saw it in the build-up to the goal, where Limer was beat by Joachim Meiler. And there was a masterful bit of movement from Lavro Meyer, where he made a darting run, Between Limer and Upamecano, just as Myler was playing the ball, which caused Pavlovich to drag back and try and mark Meyer and stop the ball from coming through. But it turned out to be a dummy, and because Pavlovich had dropped into the defensive line, there was space at the edge of the box. The ball was played into Maximilian Arnold, and I mean, he did what Arnold is known for a fantastic curling long shot. I do think that Neuer could have done better with that, but. I mean, we won in the end, I'm not going to complain too much, but I do think Neuer may have switched off for a second, and that may have caused the ball to sneak into the near post. Now, the second half was very different, with about 63 minutes in, Thomas Muller came off for Matthias Delik, and this caused a change in shape, where Bayern, on the ball, turned into a back 5 with obviously Upamecano at right center back, taking the right half space, which I think was ideal because Upamecano is far better at recoveries and in 1v1s than Limer. So even if Limer does get beat, Upamecano is there to cover for him, and Dilict and Kim can win any aerials that come from crosses that get past Upamecano. This is a good setup. But what I also liked was that sometimes when Tiago Tomas, who came on later in the game, when he came on, he was kind of floating between the lines, kind of like Lovro Meyer was. And when that happened, Upamecano would step up and just mark him. So it became a back four with Upamecano almost as a, a holding or a defensive midfielder. And this was a good shape because, once again, it stopped Walsbach from playing through Bayern through the middle. It forced them into wide areas where, while Limer is not very good at 1v1s, if a cross does come in, we have... Matthijs delay and Kim Inge to clear those. And we saw that even Upamecano made a few clearances. But on the ball, it shifted back to a 4-4-2 almost with Upamecano taking the right-back slot and Limer pushing further up to kind of stretch the midfield line a bit more. And that worked fantastically. Limer got on the ball. He got a few chances. Um, there were a couple moments where I think Musiala and Muller played it to him in dangerous areas or he just picked up a loose ball in a dangerous area. If we were maybe slightly more... Uh, switched on or quicker, we could have gotten another goal from it, but at the end of the day, we created enough chances anyway to put this game away. I'm disappointed we couldn't get a third goal because it really did seem like we would have, and the expected goals metric does show that too, where Byron created about, I think, 2.49 xG, and we have to take into account that Harry Kane's goal was... I mean, that that's not the kind of goal you're expected to score, so I would still say that there is room there for a third goal, but Overall, I'm very happy with that performance, but I there's just seemed to be something missing. The second the second Müller came off, the attack was very disjointed, and it seemed like the press wasn't working either. It forced um, it forced Musiala to drop deeper. We saw Tuchel give him instructions to drop deeper and try and win the ball back in those areas because VfL were playing through the press far more often than they were when Thomas Müller was on the pitch, and this was somewhat. Accentuated by the fact that Rafael Guerrero is not as good of a ball winner as Leon Goretzka. I think Guerrero was fantastic today, especially at resisting the press. He was amazing at getting out of bad situations. Like there was one in, I think, the 83rd minute where Davies gave him an absolute live grenade of a pass. It was loose. It was in front of goal. It was on the edge of the box. That was was a horrible situation to be in. But Rafael Guerrero managed to hold the pin on the grenade. He managed to get out of it with a fantastic body feint, beating his man. And those are the kinds of situations where I think Kimmich fails and I think Goretzka fails. They just don't have that kind of press resistance, especially Kimmich. Kimmich, with his back-to-goal there, he would collapse. He would lose the ball there. We've seen it time and time again. Kimmich, when he gets the ball with his his back-to-goal, facing his own goal, he just doesn't seem to know what to do. He dawdles on the ball and loses it usually and that's something that Guerrero did not do Guerrero however he did lose the ball a couple of times facing forward I will say he took more risks than Kimmich and Goretzka probably would with dribbling but he recovered well he put in a good performance today and he was very much in the I would say it was a Goretzka-esque role where every time there was a second ball or a loose ball in the middle he was always the first man going for it and when any of the defenders decided to push ahead, especially Davies on the left, when Davies decided to push ahead, Guerrero would sometimes tuck in and take that space just in case Wolfsburg were able to win the ball back and Bayern were caught in transition. And this was really good, really smart positioning from Guerrero. It was a very good game for me. It was a bit of a quiet game, but I really liked what I saw from him. And I especially like what I saw from Alexander Pavlovich. Pavlovich was fantastic today. He was so good defensively. He knew where to be at all times. He was always, you know, blocking his man. He was always screening the defense well. He was very good at spreading play around. The few times he got forward, he did make things happen. It wasn't like he was static and just, you know, passing the ball sideways or trying to, you know, lay it off for someone else. He was being creative himself too. He had one opportunity to take a shot, which unfortunately was a poor shot, but it was on his left foot and he was kind of running at a bad angle. So I can't really put too much on him for that. But I, he could have done better with that for sure. And the ball winning in the middle was fantastic from both of them. They worked as a unit. They worked individually when they needed to. They knew when to press and when not to press. And Pavlovich especially, he directed the press very well. When Muller came off the pitch, the second Wolfsburg were backed into a corner, Pavlovich basically pushed the entire team up to push them to press and try and win the ball back or force a clearance. And this was really good from him. And I really like that he's talking to his teammates at such a young age. He's not intimidated by the fact that they're players with a deputation. He's not intimidated by the fact that they're players older than him. He's not afraid to give instructions. And he gave exactly the perfect instructions here. He knew when to press. He knew when not to press. Just a really smart game from him. And I hope that Tuchel sees what he has in Pavlovich because he... He saved Bayern a couple of times with the way he forced Wolfsburg into corners. You don't see it because Wolfsburg wouldn't have created a chance because of the press. But if the press wasn't there, Wolfsburg easily could have played through it because they have players like Arnold, Spanberg, Meyer, Mila, Baku. These guys who are very good against the press. These guys who can play their way out of these situations. And when you have someone like Pavlovich who can organize a press rather than just having attackers throw bodies forward, it makes all the difference. And I have to say that overall I'm very happy with his performance. A couple of weak points at wingback back, Limer and Davies definitely have work to do. Neuer may have switched off for a second, but he was solid for most of the game. Other than that, I have pretty much zero complaints. Everyone was fantastic. Jamal Musiala too. Great goal head great headed goal, great effort in the second half. He was really looking to win every ball back that he could. And his dribbling was fantastic today. He got past players like nobody's business. Even Leroy Zane had a couple of moments where he beat his man really well. Zane was very good today. He wasn't as creative as usually, but he usually is, but he was doing his job. He was always retaining the ball. He wasn't taking too many unneeded risks. He aided Muller and Muziala's uh, positional shifts very well. He worked well with Kane. And I think that the way going forward, this is the way. This is just the best way that the attack works is with Muller as the last man and with the other three right behind him. But then the second we get advanced positions, Kane gets forward and then the other three start swapping positions. I think this is the perfect way to attack. And I think Tuchel has finally found a system that can consistently work. But it remains to be seen if this is what Tuchel would stick with because this system has come in the wake of two major absences in the form of uh, Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka. So. We shall see if Tuchel remains with the system, but for now, I'm optimistic, and I hope that he can rectify the few mistakes that we have, which is that the fullbacks are a very easy pressing target. That's about it for this post-match recap. We hope you enjoyed the match as much as I did, and we hope to see you again after the winter break. It's going to be a long one, but we hope you stick with us. Make sure to check out our post-match coverage on the Bavarian Football Works website. Of course, we will be having a lot of year in review articles too, so we would recommend that you check those out as well as they will be coming out over the course of the next couple of weeks. Make sure to check us out on Twitter at Bavarian BavarianFPWorks and you can check out some of our individual members such as I Need No Name at BFW Chuck Smith at The Barrel Blog, Tommy Adams at adams 71 and a few more as well.